Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jay. He's Maddie. Today, we got a special episode. It's kind of a crossover episode with MMA Underground. We have a special guest for you who is going to speak about Street Beef Scrapyard, the NFL, and his brand, Zool. Welcome back, Buddy V. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so my first question is, how's the hand? Oh, the hand is phenomenal, finally. At first, I was nervous, but actually, full mobility, I've been training it more and more of my forearm strength. And, uh, I mean, as long as I don't try to bend my finger all the way back, I'm good to go now. So, before we get into the scrapyard and some NFL, tell us what you got going on with your brand, Zool. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, I have the flag in a new area. I just moved out of my own office now. Uh, make all my own merchandise, all my own everything. I have a website up. It's Zool-World. Dot com and uh as you see i should show these bad boys off bam i got these sweats i just been making <laughs> right here i got my sweatshirt booyah uh, not only does um the brand just something i wanted to do not just a company but a way of showing people you could do whatever the hell you want i mean what's the worst gonna happen you get hit in your face i come up i get hit in my face and i'm still doing what i want no one's gonna tell me no and i'm gonna work hard and i'm gonna take everything that i want and anyone could do it because i mean it's all out there Who's going to stop you? No one, really. <laughs> so that's part of what it is. Um, and with a new segment I'm about to be doing is I meet with a handful of different local entrepreneurs, artists, activists, and all sorts of everyone around, you know, my area, Pacific Northwest, to kind of see what they're doing and shed a little bit of light on um, stuff in the community. So that's really cool as well. So then that way it's just showing that, once again, do what you want. I want to help shed light on everyone else in the area that want to grow as a person, as a small business just as raising awareness to whatever it is that they're trying to do. Cause there's so much out there. So heck yeah. No, that's awesome because there's avenues for everybody now and not everybody knows they can just get out there and try something. And I'm completely with you. What's the worst that happens? You fall on your face, right? So it ain't about getting knocked down. It's about getting back up. Heck yeah. Yeah. We were just talking before the show about how like there's a new lockdown coming in in lots of Europe and stuff like that. And we were talking about how, oh, well, it actually might be a time to be thankful because that's how me and Jay kind of started the, um, how me and Jay started the podcast. We actually had time to do something that we loved uh, to start with. So like now's a great time just to go for it and just see what happens and you'll like really enjoy it. Absolutely. I feel like, and like you said, the lockdown gives people a lot of opportunities to kind of showcase what it is they want to do and uh, showcase if it's really what they want. Because I know a handful of people were like, oh, I'm going to start this. And a month into it, oh, I have to do this every day. Oh, I'm not going to get famous off of my two videos and make millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, it takes work. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm like, to be fair. I just need Jay to keep me like going through and humble, you know. That's why that's that's what Jay's here for. He's the, he's the consistent one. And I'm the, why aren't we famous yet, Jay? Why aren't we famous yet? <laughs> well, it boils down to... Maddie, there's a 20-year difference between us, so maybe I'm a little more patient at this point. Also, you're still going to the university. You're still bettering yourself, trying to get oh, your teaching you, degree and do what you need to do <laughs> on top of trying to support yourself where I'm in a little different place in my life, so it gives me a little more time to focus on this. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. Anyway, let's talk some street beasts now. I want to find out when Buddy's next going to be punching somebody in the face. Yeah. <laughs> next year, January event. Um, I wanted to fight in December as a Christmas gift to myself, but then the event got moved up. And uh, with COVID hit happening, I was supposed to move, and then it got pushed out. Everything got delayed, so I was living out of boxes for a little bit. 
until the place got finished. And so now I'm officially in my new place. So I'm training, I'm getting ready. And in January, I'm coming out, making my debut, starting the year off fresh. And uh, in May, I'm actually fighting the West Coast boxing champion, Lil Diesel, at 155. So he's, I'm, I'm ready. I got to get ready. I don't have a chance. I can't waste any more time. So I seen you in some of the videos doing stuff other than fighting. Talk about what you're doing with uh, Steve and everybody at the scrapyard. I mean, I really love my involvement with the scrapyard. I never would have even thought it came to this. Uh, if you see on the back shipping container, the big scrapyard logo, I spray painted the whole thing, the fire chicken, the whole nine yards. I hand drew stencils, not a uh, rough drafts. And then I did all of it by paint, no stencils or anything like sometimes I do. Uh, with some of the fighters, I just love being involved, not just being like a corner man or running the alternate angle. I ran in the cage and helped with the, uh, the camera work too, anything Steve needs. And there's um, even a couple fighters that are thinking about starting a little bit of a business or a shirt company or something. And I've not just been giving them tips and advice, but um, Monkey, one of the fighters, I'm doing a crossover with him. So I'll be making all his merch too. And a couple other people, at a much more affordable price than some of the stuff you'll find online. Uh, I just, yeah, it's, it's growing and I love everything I, we do with Scrapyard. I, I, Steve lets me have a lot more involvement. Um, lets me do some stuff with Sasquatch with the name Scrapyard, which is pretty killer because I donate to the Scrapyard and uh, whatnot like that. And I think it's going to grow to be something more than anyone could imagine. <laughs> no, that's, it's really exciting. I just know I was watching the videos. I'm watching fights and I see you moving around doing stuff. You're always involved. I think it's great. I mean, I follow you on social media. So I see your post and you're getting more involved in like with getting fighters to sign up for the fights, letting them know how to sign up for the fights, which for a lot of fighters is just big because they don't even know how to start to want to fight in the scrapyard. Exactly. And I feel like as the involvement, because like uh, I'm one of the moderators on Facebook, is uh, it's I'm not one of those people to, oh, I have this title. Oh, I do this. Oh, I do that. Well, are you proving it? Are you earning it? Because the difference between having a title and earning one. And I don't want people to ever say like, oh, you're doing this just because you're skating by. No, I work my ass off. I'm involved in everything I can. There's a training session on there. If something needs help on there, I help build the cage. I moved the turf. I painted the walls. You know, I've literally blood, I've, yeah, shed a blood sweat. I'm a tears in the car after a loss. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't cry in front of your opponent, man. That's the most important thing. Right. I don't hurt. I'll be right back. I'm just. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, this is the guy who shattered his hand and was just excited about it. Only person I've ever met to be excited that he <laughs> fucked his hand up. <laughs> Heck, and I got a cool battle scar. I could just, oh, man. <laughs> so there's another scrapyard event coming up December 11th. Is that correct? Oh, uh, correct. Yeah. So we, I know we normally do it towards the third week of the end of the month. But with the holidays coming up and everything else, I know Steve wanted to make sure everyone, if they travel, okay, if they have plans with family, you know, it's not going to interfere because a lot of people did want to fight, but they didn't want to conflict with the scheduling. We have Fair Play from the OG yard coming up, too. He's nice. Love Fair Play. Right? He's so, he fought Viking Warrior in uh, Virginia, and when he comes up here, he's fighting Jay Gatto. <laughs> Which is awesome because shout out to Hart in the Fight. Because they reached out to us, which was such an honor, and asked us to judge some of the awards this year. I know, man. So I'm like, absolutely. So they send me over the thing, and I'm looking through, and I see fair play, and I'm like, oh, that's got to be fight of the year. Then I see the next fight, and I'm like, wait, that might be fight of the year. <laughs> I literally had to go through and rewatch all the fights to be fair because they're like, best knockout. I'm like, some of these knockouts, like, how do you decide? 
it was really rough. So I had, I spent like a day going back through YouTube to watch it because it meant something to me that we got asked. So I wanted to put everything into it to be as fair as we could and make sure that we felt the right people got voted for. Man, it was such an honor, but you're right. Watching Fair Play and Viking. I mean, there's so many. You watch one of the better fights of Jay Gottam, even though he lost, was Jay Gottam and Preacher's son. That was a great fight. That's a great fight. So, I mean, it was really hard to decide. It was such an honor, but yeah, I don't know how. But Street Beefs, no matter if it's the Scrapyard, if it's West Coast or whatever, the OG... They figure out how to put some bangers together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the best thing I love is uh, it's not one of those things where you're just going to get a bunch of fixed fights and you're just going to see high-level guys knocking out low-level guys left and right. They want to put on a show and they do care about their fighters, so they make a point to make sure they don't mismatch anyone. It happens occasionally, you know, it is what it is, but I definitely think they like to put out good, fair fights. And Sometimes when certain fighters, you see something, you kind of nudge them in the ear like, yeah, you know, this guy and you might be a little something. I think you could take him. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, Maddie and I have been pushing something for about a, almost a year now. And since you're in Fire Chicken's ear, they need to have all of the yards meet together and like... You know what I mean? Like 155 versus 155, 170 versus 170. And let's have a little tournament and see which weight group from which street beefs reigns king for the year and maybe get together once a year to defend. Because there's four now. There's Texas Anarchy as well. So you can do the you can do like the semifinals and the finals of each weight class. If you all like just go through together, like pick your best of each weight class, you fight each other in the semis, and then the next day, so it's two-day event, you fight each other in the final as well. I like that idea. I'm definitely gonna try to put that in his ear. That would be killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely set my game up. I'm trying to be in that ring too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, yeah. you know, Buddy B is the kind of guy to try and get that push through as well. You know, you know, he's the guy that's gonna be on to fire chicken about that forever now. Right. Fire chicken's gonna hate us, He's gonna stop. He's gonna stop letting us like post things in. The, in <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be like, "You set buddy on me. Like, what is that?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that'd be so, crazy cool. Um, Street Beast uh, Anarchy. I saw that they changed it recently to the Dirty South fights. I believe Street Beast Dirty South. Okay. All right. Okay, but yeah, there's. If I'm correct, there's four branches now, oh, which yeah. I haven't. We haven't got a chance to talk to anybody from the texas branch yet i have reached out it's kind of harder to get back and forth with them because unless they changed it they have a page not a group which makes the interaction a little more difficult oh that's okay that explains a lot more sometimes i feel like i'm confused and i look at stuff and i'm like it's it's me it's just me i'm gonna try later (laughs) (laughs) so something i was really excited and maddie too to get you on here for us because if i remember correctly I know you're a football fan, but you're a Steelers fan. Heck yeah, I'm a Steelers fan. All the no, way. We can't all be perfect, buddy. It's fine. <laughs> Says the Cowboys fan, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did you guys just lose to the Raiders? No. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, you do Me that. Me and Jay haven't made a video on that yet because it hurts so fucking much. <laughs> There's, I thought <laughs> where the guy was going to fight his family at Thanksgiving. They're all laughing. They're like, dude, it's a game. He's slapping food off the table. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that video is epic that, that was me so mad that was me last week 
like uh, not last week that was me on thursday night because i have to right so just just appreciate this right when the games kick off at nine i have to be awake until like one in the morning and it goes to overtime that's 1 30 i have to be at school i have to wake up to go to school at six o'clock the next day that's how loyal we're talking about right and i fucking stay up for that shit that shit like it gets me all hyped up i'm like Oh, it's all right. I'll I'll just go to bed soon. We're down like fourteen. We're not moving the ball. All of a sudden, three scoring drives. What the fuck? I stay awake for that shit for him to throw the ball at Brown's feet, and I'm at school. I'm trying to teach a lesson to year ten, which is like whatever. They're like fifteen year old kids on a Friday morning, and they don't give a shit about the treaty of Versailles. And I'm trying to keep them awake. And Jesus, it was horrible. It was horrible. I just put a video on and nearly fell asleep. We just hit two of the things Americans love the most. The Cowboys losing and a Brit being pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry to make it all about me there, buddy. Um, How are you feeling about the Steelers this season? (laughs) I know we're on a little bit of a losing streak, but we'll see. We'll see. I know we were short a couple players these last few games. Uh, Like, ah, DJ Watts, and there's two other players. Because one of them was out with COVID. How am I spacing on the names right now? Damn. Well, but I don't. I think we're coming off. TJ Watts. How do you feel about? Oh, go ahead, Maddie. Sorry. TJ Watts, like the biggest loss for you guys. He's like a one of those defensive players that just changes a game. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't like to give credit to like just one solid player, but I mean, when you put the work in and you're not some arrogant person, it's hard. You got to give credit when credit's due. Yeah, you know the Watt brothers work hard as well for their shit. So it's not like um, it it's not like they've just come from like loads of money and loads of wealth and stuff like that. Like they're the shit. They're really talented guys. And like, he kind of emulates Pittsburgh pretty well, TJ Watt, you know? <laughs> How's your feeling on Ben Roethlisberger? What's going on with Ben? I mean, I feel like, I mean, he, I hate to say it, but obviously everybody has their prime. And I just kind of feel like he's at that tail end of his career. I mean, he's big and, you know, all that weight and everything kind of gets to the knees. So, you, you know, when you're not very mobile as a quarterback, it kind of – it's rough. You get killer passes when you can look over your line without having to try. You can just oh, – cool, bam. <laughs> but uh, just – I definitely feel like he needs to step his game up. Because uh, it's weird because in comparison, I mean, you look at Tom Brady. He's with uh, the Buccaneers. And, I mean, it's not like when Roethlisberger had Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, and like Le'Veon Bell and stuff. You know, he has key players that he focuses on. You know what they're going to do. So you look at uh, Tom Brady, and he just he, – 10 different players touch the ball. He doesn't need one specific player, and I feel like that's something that Ben needs to maybe try to keep an eye out for, just different players, different openings, not just trying to stick to the same few, same whatever, and get choked up. Well, this is something that can kind of go into street beefs, really. It's like the – the reason they look so different is because Ben Roethlisberger was chugging beers, barbecuing every night after a game, you know, all of that kind of shit. And Be- and Tom Brady's eating avocado ice cream and having TV 12 and d- dating supermodels, you know, like, <laughs> like the guys <laughs> like a, they're totally different. <laughs> they're totally different lifestyles like that they live and they just kind of show. Well, if you want, if you want to have mad fun whilst you're at your peak, then Ben Roethlisberger, the shit out of it. But if you want your peak to last, your fourth, then Brady's the guy to go for. You were saying that Ben Roethlisberger's at the tail end of his career. Ben Roethlisberger tail end of his career was three years ago. Well, he's passed. Okay, Ben has not been playing great, but I will say 
I did wonder if some of it's that weird Tommy John surgery because no quarterbacks dealt with that before. Yeah. But the last couple of weeks, he hasn't been great, but he looked better than he did at the start of the year. Yeah. He's I'm not losing but- the game. like He's not losing the game like he did at the start of the year. No, and they just need to um, feed the running game, and they'll. That's the defensive running game is the Steelers. Like that's how they make the playoffs if they make the playoffs. Oh, absolutely, and it's like I mean their offense, the way they run it. I really like the the running game. They have strong runners that can hit the holes and can get a guaranteed at least four or five yards. And sometimes that's what wins the game. It's not always that down the line long pass. The consistency is key, and that's the way I feel about that game because I mean. When they're on their game, they're on their game. And the defense is, like you said, a killer part. There's a reason why at one point they were known as the steel curtain, you know? Yeah, man. Like, the you're going to have to get a Zool shirt with Najee Harris's name on the back of it, or at least his number. Like, Zool, that looks sick, actually. Zool in the, in the uh, black and the gold, or black and yellow, whichever you guys call it. And then uh, Najee Harris, 22? Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, 20, 22 at the back of it, like with his with his number. Just a shout out to the Steelers and Najee Harris. That looks sick. But with the way he's running the ball, it's absolutely incredible. And with uh, Claypool on the side, then you will have a deep game. You just need to open it up by running it and have a quarterback who can throw more than 10 yards. It always right. helps having one of the best coaches in football, too. Yeah, Mike Tomlin's a fucking Mike favorite. Tomlin's my favorite. I always, I always like giving people fun facts about him because I'm like, I mean, you have to respect him. Third head coach for the Steelers. They're obviously doing something right. I mean, how many players do they have that are just franchise players all day? Steelers, no trading, no nothing. There's a loyalty there. And I, I really admire that. And I met him one time in the Mall of America the year he was the defensive coordinator for the Vikings. He walked past us. This is how cool of a duty he is. Me and my buddy were sitting there and my wife was in the store. And I just looked and said, you're going to have my boys ready? That was it. And he just stopped and talked to us for about five, ten minutes. It was like, he's a real dude. It was really cool. Yeah, we just had the quarterback on. uh, We just had a quarterback on, Chris Barrett, who said if he could have spend a day with any coach, it would be Mike Tomlin. And he's not like a Steelers fan, is he? I can't. No, he's an Eagles fan. He's an Eagles fan. Yeah, I I knew it was somebody that I hated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, Yeah, he's an Eagles fan. And he said Mike Tomlin would be the guy that he would spend the day with if he could be uh, spend the day with any coach. See, it's, it's awesome to hear that because I've always I told my family members too within friends, I feel like he would be down to earth, but he when he's doing something or when he's in it, he's serious and he gives it his hundred percent. Cause on that screen, you could just see him stone cold zoned in. And I'm like, oof, I wouldn't want to be the one to tell him some bad news during that. He does look intense, but that was not the guy I met in all of America. It was the nicest guy in the whole world. Heck yeah. I'm talking, see, I picked the right team. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, how so, did you become a Steelers fan being from the Pacific Northwest? That's just what I was about to ask. <laughs> uh, funny enough, uh, it was actually during a football game. Um, so at the time, I went to Wilson High School up here when we were playing at the Stadium Bowl, like the one you see on 10 Things I Hate About You and all that. And um, I was on varsity. We were playing, and I remember I have twin uncles. One's a Steelers fan and one's a Chargers fan. And like diehard for the past however many years. And so in the end of a, towards the end of the game, I remember I got this swoop and we were on the end zone and we're just right there to game so close, almost tied. I hit the sweep all the way up. Everyone called me that Mexican wearing a diaper. Just no one could touch me. I'm just, touchdown. I didn't know what to think. So I ran over to the stands. I'm just going crazy. I threw my helmet off. And of course I got in trouble for that. 
My uncle's running down the stands like this, takes off his Steelers sweatshirt and gives it to me and says, you earned it. And from then on, I was just Steelers fan all the way. It's, I just felt like it was a connection. That's a great That's story. That's very man. cool. That's a great story. Yeah. I got creamed um, later. The guy took it personal. The, that linebacker definitely took it personal. <laughs> <laughs> so, buddy, who's winning the AFC North this year? Ooh, I don't know. Because, I mean, there's so many been so many upsets lately. Ah, oh, what was it? Not the, ten, not the Titans because they were coming up. They're about what? What do you? What do you think, Jay? Who's going to win the AFC North? Oh, you said the AFC. See, I didn't hear what Sorry. you said. I thought you Sorry. said AFC. Sorry, um, I meant the I AFC the North, Ravens the division. Guy. When you when Buddy said the Titans, I was like, shit. They think it. I said the AFC. Uh, AFC North. No, yes. I think we both yeah, well, just heard AFC and didn't hear the yes. North part. But yes, uh, that's my I think accent. It's the Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's the Ravens. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. But in the I whole AFC, I'm- I don't think it's the Ravens, but I think they're coming out the North just because I don't think the Bengals are there yet because they're still young and trying to learn how to win. The Steelers are rocky right now because you don't know what team's going to show up. Mm-hmm. So, and then the Browns are being the Browns again. I don't know what the, the Browns fuck. have found the a way to be the Browns. Two years. <laughs> See, my the mom Browns have found a way to be the Browns. I love rubbing it in their face. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been trying to, to the defend Browns. the Browns for two years, man, and it's becoming almost impossible at this point. <laughs> I'm trying to so, think. The Bengals think, play the Steelers coming up, I think, right? What was that? The Bengals play the Steelers coming up, right? Yep. Tomorrow or Sunday or whatever. Or? Is it this week already? Yeah, I know. I was looking that they come pretty quick, and we just went through the picks, and I don't even remember, but <laughs> – yeah, the Browns have got the Browns have got the Ravens, Ravens. Then they've got a bye, and then they've got the Ravens again. Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, Browns this week. It's the big week in the AFC North. That's why I was asking about the North. You know, it's exciting. Do you know what? I'm I'm riding with the Bengals and I don't know why, but I'm I'm just feeling them. I just got that gut feeling when I asked that question that I just I don't know. There's something wrong with Lamar. Like he's he's ill and he's not ill and he's I, I don't know and there's something just a little off with him and I think if the Bengals get a win against the Steelers then I could see them kind of running the whole table buddy Absolutely. I'm gonna set you up right here with this question how much right. do the Steelers beat the Bengals by this weekend Ooh. I definitely feel like we have to upset the Bengals who are they're four and two and Steelers are two and two I think yeah, so I think we're probably going to win at least by two touchdowns. They're going to have to That's make what play. I'm talking about. Be a fan. That, I love that. That's some fandom right there. That's some shit I would say about the Vikings if I wasn't superstitious. I definitely don't I like, would I'm never say that shit team. about the Cowboys. I'm too, much, I'm too much of a fucking pessimist. Um, yeah, because we don't have as much balls as a guy who gets into a cage and gets punched in the so fucking face. That's so fucking right, free. man. That's so fucking right. Jesus! Right? If I think I stand behind it, <laughs> I love that. Honestly, hey, I watch, love that. Watch points. them win by fourteen now on Sunday. Watch. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sunday, it's uh, they're definitely the team that comes out, man. It's not like the Seahawks. Oh man, I feel bad because if they get, they're a fourth quarter team. You know, that's it. So if that gap is too much, sorry guys, you're already gonna lose it. I know <laughs> they can't come back that much. It's not a video game. You're not getting six touchdowns in one quarter. So up to where you live, almost everybody's a Seahawks fan, correct? 
Oh yeah, almost everybody. But the funny thing is, you'll see all the jerseys after like the the Super Bowl they won. All the jerseys are from then on. I mean, you don't really see uh, only a handful of diehard original fans. Okay, so you don't see the Matt Hasselbeck or the Ale- or the Alexander. You see the Marcus Legion Spahn. of Boom, Marshawn Lynch. Okay, who was the who was the number eighty wide receiver? Was he a wide receiver for the Seahawks? A really short white guy who played for the Seahawks. He was like the face of their franchise for a little bit. I'm just fucking making somebody up now. I'm convinced he was real. In like the I don't know why you convinced me he was real, but I can't picture it. But you he, he exists. if you're not right, you convinced me. He exists, and I'm going to come on the next show that we do, Jay, and I'm going to make sure that we've got that. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. That was a total pointless point. Uh, so, buddy, who is the Super Bowl? What's Who's going to be playing who in the Super Bowl this year? Ooh. Difficult question. That is a difficult question. Obviously, I'm going to send the Steelers in there all the way. <laughs> um, but like I said, I, they're not my favorite team, but the thing, the team I think is going to start coming out are the, the Broncos. Like I said, I was just so impressed with Brady's performance. I feel like they might start coming out on a rise, and they're just the going to start yeah. knocking teams off and just start going. I feel like sometimes with someone like him, is such a driver, and with the motivation that they get, that once they get that push, they just start knocking teams down left and right. I mean, like I love the Steelers. They have their moments, but it's definitely a little bit more of a ride. You know, one week they're going to blow this team out the water, four touchdowns above. The next week they're playing a horrible team. They're tying and then losing. What? Yeah. Well, so we've Everybody got- knows <laughs> the correct answer is the Vikings-Bills, but okay. <laughs> fair enough. Everybody knows the answer is not the Dallas Cowboys. So <laughs> could you yeah. picture the Vikings-Bills, though? That was the most odd pick I could come up with on the top of my head. <laughs> I could see it though. I could. I genuinely could see that being the Super Bowl. The Stephon Diggs Bowl. Yeah, I'm never ever. I, I'm not going to say my pick because then I have to stick to it later on when right. we do the end. I was being a smart just, ass. So. I, I can't just. I can't just like swivel off it and pretend that I picked whoever's in the Super Bowl at the end. You know. Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott fans. <laughs> oh man. So I, I, I got to swing back because it just hit my head to some street beefs quick. So how did this fair play and our boy back again, Jay got him. How'd that happen? Ooh, uh, I definitely, because like Viking Warrior and Jay got are like, they're real good friends. They spar a lot. They train. They've known each other for a long time. And I feel like it's kind of like a duo. Like you kind of know Viking Warrior and Jay got And uh, I feel like when Viking Warrior fought fair play, and that was one of our better boxers that we have. And he just really laid it down as a good, a good fight. You look at some of our fighters around the same weight, you know, Jay Godham also comes with that that energy and just everything else. And I feel like while Viking Warriors brings it a little bit more in boxing, his Scotty Showtime fight is killer. Viking Warriors, Scotty Showtime. Jay Godham brings it more in the MMA because I feel like they each have the tools in their arsenal and they know what to use. So with fair play coming out, I felt like that probably would have been the best option. And, you know, Jay Godham's a real fighter, too. He's not scared of anyone. He'll fight anybody. That's the way it should be. <laughs> so luckily, yeah. he just needs the last fight before he, uh, fair play goes pro. Oh, okay. I did not know that either. That's actually really exciting. And then I don't even know if you know or if they even know, but any word on when we're going to see Scotty Showtime again? I don't know. That was a very uh, interesting fight that they had because, like I said, it was the, the beef was there for a minute. Um, at the fight with Viking Warrior and whoever, when, that, when I actually saw the video, I was recording, and I saw them getting to their faces and, oh, what's this, what's that? 
right after they're squashed is good, but I definitely think Scotty ate a heavy blow. So I'm curious to see how the healing is because if it was just like a liver shot, you know, that'll be cool. I don't know if Viking got him like on a little bit of a rib and right. he might need some more time to heal. Um, I definitely hope he comes out, if not December, I want to see him in the new year, January. I really hope he comes out January. So, I mean, yeah, he's a fun guy to watch. <laughs> and, you know, especially because when you're a fighter like that, on that caliber, whether you're you're winning, losing, whatever, you're going to have a target on your back and people are going to want to come at you. And I feel like Scotty now has that target where win, lose, whatever, there's a line of people that want to come up and fight. Or like, you know, like Jay Godham too. You know, there's a lot of people from the branches that are like, I want him when I come up. It's like, all right, go bring them on. <laughs> well, no, thanks to Street Beefs and Scrapyard. It's like, it's really cool to see guys too that move on to something else besides just street beef scrapyard. And I don't mean just, but like they have this, you know, as well as I do, some guys are there to compete. Some guys just want to test themselves. Some guys want to move to a higher promotion. And now mm -hmm. that we're watching guys like Preacher's son, which is Shiloh and uh, um, Showtime Jordan Harrington, and these guys making moves to try to further their dream. It's pretty awesome too. That's why street beefs, all of the promotions are so great for these fighters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's like I said, since is going pro, I know that Scarface is working with a couple of, uh, like, big-name people, too, because they have people who want to come and fight, but a handful of fighters, they want the easy fights. Come to Street Beef, you have people that are hungry. They want to fight. They're fighting for free, so you offer them a little bit of money. They're not going to that's not enough. Like, I'm getting paid? Shit. Yeah, put me in that ring twice. Let me get two for the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of what Scarface is doing. It's pretty awesome. With neutral corner and him uh, teaming up and uh, the starting his management company to try to get some of his guys to go pro. Yeah, it's really awesome. What he did started out as such a, like, it was from the heart. It wasn't about money. So it is very great to see him be able to make a living while doing something that benefits so many people. Exactly. Like, uh, when it comes from the heart, I feel like, it, and it becomes genuine, that's part of the reason why you prosper. Because, excuse me, he always brings up how he started Street Beast to solve beefs, to stop people from killing each other, this and that. And it's like, you're really, you know, to some people fighting taboo. But to me, and, you know, you guys watch it, you understand sometimes, you know, that's the only way to settle it. Two people got to squash it out when it's done, it's done. And putting that much good back in the community was just a matter of time before he started receiving it back, which is pretty killer. And I feel like that for all the branches, the, the dirty down south, the west coast, Steve up here at the, the Pacific Northwest, the scrapyard just opportunities for people to, you know, let out their aggression even, or for whatever reason they fight. You do get a handful of people I know that are ex, you know, like convicts or this and that. And they're like, you know, I'd rather do it here in the street. Yeah, absolutely. No cops. You got a ref. You got gloves. Once it's done, it's done. No, and I might get some backlash for this, but I don't give a shit. I think if we let more people, when two people have a serious issue and they're like, hey, let's just go settle it. If you let that happen, there'd be less shit boiling over that becomes deadly or endangering other people so in this way like with the beef they actually have a structured way to go yeah. get this shit out of their system i think if you give people a safe place to do that then it's a perfectly fine way of it it the only problem is is it if it might if it creates like more aggression or more bullying in society but if they use it the right way where it's like because people humans are inherently aggressive anyway well that's why these these street beefs have great people running them those branches though 
when yeah. um, you look at the West Coast or you look at um, the, you know, Scrapyard or the OG Yard. I don't know much about the Texas Yard yet, but I'm assuming Scarface ain't doing business with somebody who ain't classy. You know what I mean? But I would never expect Fire Chicken or um, the guy from West Coast is... His name is escaping me. Very sorry for that. Uh, but, Martin Rubio and Alex Chernard. Sorry if I yep, yep. And then you let Scarface. I think those why why it works is because those guys are going to make sure it's always a safe environment and we leave it in the cage. Oh yeah, and I'm curious for the two because because I know in West Coast they got they couldn't do some fights in California because um, of the laws regarding the sports and like all that stuff. Uh, or this, yeah, the sports commission. And up here we have a mutual combat state. Uh, is it the same for you guys where you're at? No, actually, the only type of what you would call a fight club you can have in Wisconsin is kickboxing. And the only reason kickboxing is legal is because they forgot to put it in the bill when they banned the rest of them. <laughs> Dang. Everything Dang else, you have to be sanctioned in Wisconsin to do anything. Oh. We have where, like, yeah, we have like boxing gyms and like. Well, uh, we can do that, but it can't be like scrapyard type stuff here yeah we can't do like scrapyard kind of shit I, i'm not entirely sure i haven't really looked but i'm pretty sure we can't have like unsanctioned cage fighting or anything like that we just play rugby and do boxing and stuff like that well, instead i've seen videos so buddy v tell me if the cops just do this if you know or is this the law i've seen videos where say two guys in seattle want to fight and the cops just stand there and watch because you have a mutual combat state that's exactly what the law is. And I've seen it once or twice. Like, if it's really about to spoil over, you, you call the cop, and since he's an actual law, you say, we both agree to fight, and he'll stop it before it gets too far or whatever, and you two can slug it out as long as there's that. no weapons, no nothing. You two can straight up fight. And then I when think it's if it's done, in a it's safe done. environment, then it's a perfectly fine way to do that kind of thing. I I actually kind of like it, but if it gets to the yeah, point where it's just people just fucking Wisconsin, you're going to jail. Yeah, it's just if, like, people are having it in the fucking street. Like, you know, that's the tube. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of like that. I think it's smart on behalf of the cops, too, because then instead of trying to stop a fight, and you're probably going to take a couple blows, or someone's going to try to get involved and be stupid, you can be like, all right, duke it out. When I say stop, you stop. Oh, okay, Every, they're cool about it? All right, let's go. No one's involved. No and, one's uh, like, Washington's a more liberal state as well, isn't it? So, yeah, like yeah. naturally, like the Pacific Northwest, more liberal places like Oregon and places like that. They were like what the second or third state to legalize marijuana. Yeah, they've been on top of that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, like, you wouldn't call that the kind of place where that those combat laws would exist if it because it's in the same like vein as like California and places like that as well. So, like, it's interesting to see that. It's, it's a different type of liberal because yeah. all the liberals who couldn't stand all the restrictions from California went up. <laughs> Because they like, they like the idea of being liberal and let me do what I want to do without the restrictions of California or different places. So you see that that's it's it's a different yeah. part of the U.S. because they're probably more free than most of us. California is like British liberal where it's just it's another way of saying you're more like left wing. Really, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're OK saying that we're like because right, I don't want to say liberal. The, Anybody who's watching from the South uh, Pacific Southwest, that does not mean they're a Democrat when you say that type of liberal. It just means they believe in making their own choices because there is a lot of conservative people mixed in, too. It's, so it's not a political thing with them. It's a freedom yeah. thing up there. It's like yeah. libertarian. Yeah. And it, it's weird up here because it's like some areas enforce it now. Like they're trying to change laws, but 
It's just you have a lot of a lot of a lot of pushback. Like some restaurants are requiring if you're not vaccinated, you're not stepping foot in here, you're not this and that. And they're trying to push for it, but so it's like you're losing so much business because so many people up here, my body, my choice, which I agree with. You want to yeah. do your thing, do your thing, but it's just like you have to understand you can't get upset when you're losing half your clientele because there's so many of those people up here. I mean, it, it's also the it restaurant's is. choice to not serve you as well. That's that's what I think really needs to get put over in those the kind business of like my has body. To choose what they want, not the government enforce. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's my body, my choice. It's like, well, yeah, well, it's also the restaurant's choice to not serve you if you're not vaccinated. So, like, that's totally yeah. fine. And like, liberalism goes every single way. It's like if you want to be liberal, then everybody has to be liberal. You know, you can't just like decide which bits of liberal you want to be. Like, hey. you can't do whatever the fuck you want to do and not expect everybody else to do whatever the fuck they want to do. You know, in the UK. Hey, we are liberal in the sense of we're left wing, but left wing's a dirty word in the US. So I just want people to understand <laughs> what I'm talking about when I'm saying that. Well, we're yeah, this isn't radical for me because you know me, both sides can go jump off the cliff. But <laughs> um, I will say I wouldn't mind living in the Washington area, except it rains all the time. Yeah, that's why we got the highest uh, liquor and state tax. It's like, shit. I mean, almost like 15, 20%. So, I mean, you're getting a bottle and you're like, oh, this one's sale for $30. Cool. You go to pay. All right, it'll be $48.99. Who the hell? <laughs> I still find it mad that you guys put on tax after. This is really going away from like what we normally talk about on this podcast. But it's Sorry. like, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I still find it mad that you guys put on tax after. I went to the States once and bought a coffee for like three quids, got to the fucking counter and they're charging me a fiver for it. Like, what's what? what do you mean it says three right. three pound on them it's three pound it says three pound three sorry three dollars it's three dollars on the board what what what's happening here oh no that'll be however much the tax is added on that nah, fucking piss <laughs> <laughs> i feel like especially i mean it's the best way to get money up here because like you say it rains all the time so if you you can't go out like in california and do half the stuff you want to do you're going to be indoors you're going to be at a restaurant drinking it's like well everyone can just drink so let's just charge as much as we can there you go yeah that's actually a good way to get the tax on point. it yeah that's a great point and everybody <laughs> yeah. that is why there's street beefs in <laughs> in washington that's how we started off that fight and that's uh, why that when chat. you watch their videos the weather ain't always the greatest i've seen it where there's steam coming off of them from it being so cold there's rain yeah. while they're fighting but that's what makes it great i love that shit it's what the british scrapyard would look like that is 100 what the british scrapyard would look like it's snowing outside right now but that shitty snow not like the nice snow that you guys have where it, like lays and looks all pretty us is yeah. slush and shit like that like we'd be fighting in like you know like the muddy slush like where the cars are oh, all in bro. it that's what we'd be fighting in if there was a british scrapyard next yeah, like the end of green street hooligans yeah <laughs> oh man we speak about that at length me and Jade, like whenever we finish a video, we'll just chat about Green Street hooligans all the time. That's because I'm blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bubble and bubble. <laughs> yeah. That is the fucking worst East London hey, accent ever. Buddy, that guy is from Newcastle. People on the podcast, if you like Green Street hooligans, go watch a movie called The Football Factory. All right. It's kind of like Green Street Hooligans, but it was made for them over in Europe instead of made for us in the U.S. Yeah. Oh, even better. I've been so in a be few a real football, football fights. Like I've been in a few football fights and stuff like that. It is something that happens, but not to that level. 
Okay. Like not, no, not but wasn't level. that like a '90s thing? Weren't they worse in the '90s? Over they were there? terrible in like the '80s. Like in 80s. like the '80s, okay. Liverpool got Liverpool got banned from European competition because a load of their supporters pushed a wall down and killed like 14 people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that's like why they, you guys are more restrictive about your fans now, too. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So there used to be fences on all of the grounds as well because hooliganism was so bad there used to be fences so you couldn't throw stuff like in a lot of the european stadiums like in yeah. the eastern european stadiums there's like fences between the fans and the pitches so you can't like throw shit but after like um uh, loads of liverpool fans got crushed up against them and like uh, 96 people died because of the crush and like they say you know like the astro world thing with travis scott mm-hmm. We had that, but in a stadium where like 96 people died in like a stadium because of those fences, because people couldn't crawl over the top. So we can't have those fences anymore. So instead, they've had to ban alcohol. There's Stuart's absolutely everywhere whenever anything goes on. And like um, the away fans leave after after all the home fans have left the stadium, the away fans leave because of football games. We don't. So like American football games, you know how home and away fans like are in this set like they can be sat right next to each other we don't oh, do yeah. that we can't we don't do that at football they have their own section like away from the home fans they have their own section which means it's an absolutely mental time up there for them like they're going absolutely crazy having a great yeah. time and then the home fans are all like slagging them off as well like it's really funny but like uh it's because they'll kick the shit out of each other if they really wanted to but um, yeah, the Americans just talk shit for most part. <laughs> yeah, you all just talk shit, and then just nobody punches each other. Whereas in the UK, except like, after just COVID, fight. because there were two people <laughs> punching each other at every sporting yeah. event after COVID. That was some that was some built up COVID aggression coming out yeah, from fans at sporting yeah. events. Guy yeah. on guy, guy on girl, girl on girl. Nobody was safe. <laughs> the, pa- no. the the dog pound needs a separate away fan section you can't put the cleveland fans and that at home and their away fans sitting next to each other well jay where you going you're at the bottom all right so (laughs) yeah i i forgot to shut my stupid alarm off and it messed things up (laughs) sorry guys but uh so buddy my question now is you're gonna fight coming up in the beginning of the year and then you're gonna box again in may if i remember correctly so yeah. are you doing MMA boxing or you don't know yet in uh, January-ish? Uh, I kind of want to do a little bit more MMA, but I'm down for whatever. Um, I definitely feel like January, February, and March are going to be my three fights where I just I'm, I just want to fight. I want to get my record up. I want to feel everything. And I feel like if I'm going to do just boxing in May, it might be a little bit better to do MMA because it might help toughen the body up with some of those kicks I'm going to be getting. So I definitely, it's like, oh, a kick hurts this bad. The punch doesn't hurt like that. All right. <laughs> so um, you said that's a title fight in May? Uh, I know. I wish. No. So it, oh. it's the West Coast Invasion in May. So in May, there are oh, okay. so many of them coming up. And uh, Lil Diesel, when they were doing a thread, he said Lil Diesel versus Buddy V. Because originally, right before I broke my fight, I was going to come down again in May because I broke my head in April. So I said, April, I fight here for the MMA title fight. May, I'm going to the West Coast, and I'm fighting. And then Lil Dizo and me, we talked, and we kind of thought it would be a fun fight, and a couple other fighters thought it would be good. So we were like, let's do it. Mar- or Tiny Tank, Martin Rubio was in one of the lives, and he said, all right, Buddy V versus Lil Dizo is happening next month. Then I broke my hand, and I was like, ah, F word. <laughs> and uh, then he, yeah, a, a message on Facebook, there's a huge post. He tagged me, asked if I was down. I was like, let's do it. 
And it's even though it's not a title fight, he is the West Coast boxing title holder for 155. So okay. No, that's still very cool. And I didn't realize it was the invasion. So that makes it even more exciting because it's always fun. Like, I know you guys don't mind fighting each other, but a lot of you dudes train together. So it's nice to travel together and go kick some ass. Exactly. And it's like you said, we train together. And it's, you know, when you start to train with someone, you kind of learn their moves, this and that. It's more fun to me personally if I fight someone where I've seen their fights, but I haven't been in the cage with them. I haven't seen them up close yet. So then I really need to test my reaction. What have I tried to learn versus them, this and that? And it's a true test of character, in my opinion. Versus if you fight someone you know, you know, if you see him, Dave, you might hesitate on that knockout punch because, yeah, you're going all out. But if you see him, you know that they're there, you might be like, oh, uh. Personally, well, I mean, yeah. What weight, because I can't remember, does Crazy Legs fight at? He fights around, like, 155, I believe, as well. I remember when he first started off, he was a little heavier, around, like, 160, maybe 165. But he was he's been training for Warriors and uh, putting in a lot of work with them and on his own. And he started toning up, dropping some weight. So, yeah, I think he's I did that fight. You and, you and Crazy Legs, because you're two of my favorite personalities over there, man. <laughs> I love you guys. I need that fight. That'd be fun because we we trained once or twice when we first kind of started both coming out uh, to the scrapyard. And I remember, you know, during the sparring session, we both were just like back and forth. So <laughs> it was fun. And we never really trained after that. So like we haven't been able to meet up. But I definitely think that would be a killer one because he improves every fight, every fight. Yeah, I think you both do. I know you've been out with your hand for a while, but if you go and watch your fights, I think like uh, you watch you you uh you watch, you can see your growth fight by fight. It, it's pretty awesome. And that's just uh, like two guys who have never trained anything. I mean, outside that I did a little bit of wrestling in school. You know what I mean? So I've never trained yeah. shit and I can see it. <laughs> Thank you. I like, uh, I usually stay away from the comments, but I, uh, when I saw my recent comments on my Doughboy fight, I, I saw a few people say, hey, you know, Buddy V is improving. If he actually got into a gym or if he actually got personal training or actually like, properly instructed he would become a threat and so i feel like if i'm able to do that beginning growth by myself it really shows what you can do and so yeah i'm here but i'm not gonna be able to make that next jump until you know i get proper training or proper help and then that way people can expose my weak spots expose what i'm doing wrong and from there it'll be fine tuning and woo, nice cruising so you're going forward to doing that are you going to look at like going into a gym or doing any of that kind of stuff Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wanted to train for uh, training for Warriors. I was going to go see them once or twice a week. Um, and one of the things I've been doing is hitting up a few of the other fighters from the scrapyard. And I'm trying to get um, around with uh, Karate Gandalf, Mad Dog, and Brickhouse. I know they all train. We were training together for a little bit. Uh, Mr. Wu had his fight. that one fight at the scrapyard. Um, he actually did a lot of Kempo. He taught me how to use my legs entirely because part of his requirements to go to the next black belt uh, to black belt is he has to have so many teaching experience and I knew nothing. So it was perfect. So I have a, a lot of tools in my arsenal for people with knowledge that I'm able to use and they want to teach. No, that's awesome. Like I like when I see these guys travel around different gyms, training with each other on, you see all that stuff on Facebook because not only does it make it better, but Maddie and I say it all the time, the combat sports community is just amazing and embracing. So it's great to see tough guys who are willing to punch each other in the face, but yet they give a shit about one another. Exactly. It's not a bunch of douchebag muscle heads that are like, I want to hurt everybody. Half the people have the same morals as me where they don't want to fight somebody weaker because I'm not, you're not a bully. I'm a fighter. I'm not a bully. So, you know, 
I want a challenge. I don't want to go pick on somebody and have people be like, oh, that okay, wow. <laughs> I mean, just look what people are out there doing who are associated with the scrap yard. I mean, you got Len B. You got Jay Gottam. You got these guys out in the community doing things for the community. Jay Gottam's mentoring kids. And, like, I just know that you see what these guys do. I mean, I know that guys like Shiloh would do anything asked to help. You know what I mean? It's just – Oh, yeah. It's amazing to watch the community that the scrapyards built. And now they're working with each other to make the Pacific Northwest better for everybody. Exactly. And like, like you say, it helps everybody out because then it's not just like, oh, only these people are doing this, only this and that. It's the scrapyard. You have Team Pashoto training for Warriors. And then, you know, my club, I try to input as well. <laughs> right. We do a lot for the community and it helps because you have such a name that you could reach out. So like Jay Gotham versus Autism. Or uh, I saw SEMO versus schizophrenia and stuff. Instead of just your group of friends, you have different circles that get bigger as you go along where these people care and they see something and they're like, let me help out. Let me donate. Not necessarily money. Let me donate time. Let me donate food. Let me help out for an hour or two. And it really does help with the community anywhere from Seattle, Olympia, Bremerton, Lakewood, Tacoma. I mean, all over, really. <laughs> so anything else for him, Maddie, before we let him go? Because I know we took up a lot of his day already. <laughs> yeah, sorry, no, man. <laughs> no, man, that interview's been absolutely electric. I've really... He really enjoyed it is what that lagging out just said. Oh, was that me <laughs> lagging out? I'll say that again. Only uh, once, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's gone. Where's he gone? No, sorry, I turned around, so I was going to say, I know soon... I wanted to give you guys each some of these uh, memorabilia on here because I make like my own keychains and stuff. Oh, and man. I actually want to send you guys some. So a little later, you have to send me your addresses. I mean, Matty, yours might be a little more expensive. Don't worry yeah, about that. Mine might be made. We'll wait until you make some more money for mine so you can start getting free UK shipping and shit. But yeah, Jay can have one and then he can, I'll have one vicariously through Jay that he can post a with on social media all the time for us both. Well, yeah. Maddie's going to fuck around and win our fantasy football league, so I might have to send his ass a trophy anyway. Oh, yeah, you can send them together. Oh, yeah. It's starting yeah. to look like Maddie might win that fucking thing, which really hurts <laughs> me deep in my heart, but whatever. <laughs> oh. hey, we'll get you on the next them? season. Next season, Fantasy League. I know I was going to get him in this year, and then it, the last spot got taken right after I asked him. Oh, oh, I felt man. bad. Yeah, I was in the middle of some stuff. I was like, man. Because my man. mom does fantasy football and she likes to rag on me. So I'm like, next next year, man, we got you. We've got you, we've got yeah. you the perfect league. We'll have a we'll have a Yankee and the Brit X Street Beef Scrapyard Fantasy Football League where we all play each other. Like Jay Gotham's got a team. Yeah, we just don't want to play Street Beef guys in a fantasy football league with us. That would be awesome. I don't want to be in Jordan Harrington's football uh, fantasy league team because he actually knows what the fuck he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> I haven't, yeah, I haven't played that shit before yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had 32.6 yards yesterday with four catches. And, uh, oh, <laughs> well, well heck yeah, they, man. I, I appreciate everything. that I love the Yankee and the Brit. I want to give you guys a shout out. Like I said, shout out to the Scrapyard, Street Beast, West Coast. Uh, the Dirty Down South, Overtime Hustling Magazine, Jesus Christ uh, with Winging It, and Overtime Cuzzle Reactions. Everybody, I, I love all this. You guys really do help make 
scrapyard even more than what it already is. I mean, the excitement of not even just being on here, but watching everyone else's pops. I mean, like you said, you talk about some of your uh, fantasy football stuff. I like watching that. I can't always watch it, so I have it in the background, but I listen to it. Your interviews with other fighters, talking about different sports, and I tell all my family about you. So now I'm going to take your trick, and I'm going to start guilt tripping my family. I'm That's, the That's what you got to do. And That's we appreciate idea, it. And I don't blame you. I wouldn't look at us either. I would just listen to it too. So, <laughs> but buddy, drop your uh, website one more time. And then I will definitely make sure it's in the descriptions for everybody. Uh, Zwell World. It's Zwell-world.com. Uh, the website's just brand new. It's up. I'm kind of new to it. So it's not the most professional done, but you can see a basic stuff of what I do. And, uh, you're going to start seeing when I'm going to have my fights for the scrapyard, when I'm doing my competitions for the Spartan race and the um, the Tough Mudder and a couple other competitions that I'm looking to get into. And, yeah, I have a couple big things that you'll see. I don't want to reveal them yet. You know, I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> well, anything you ever got going on, feel free to share it in the Yankee and the Brit Underground Sports Group. I mean, that way the people who are in the group can follow what you got going on, too. And anything I see, I'll obviously share. Hey, appreciate that. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I know we'll have to have you on again at some point because, like I said, electric personality. I know you guys get a little embarrassed when I say this, but people love watching you guys. So, like, it's exciting for us, and we feel just so blessed that you even guys even let us be part of your community. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for watching. Make sure you go check out what Buddy V's going on. And shout out to the UK. Hope everything goes good with everything you got going on with COVID, yeah. Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Right, thanks for watching. One world, one love. Deuces. Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs>